Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Across the Pond Sports Podcast. Back again, this time for a week 17 review. Um, Katie will be right up in a minute. Uh, what a week it was. Um, so much action uh, to talk about. So we'll get you through the games and the matchups and the biggest news that's come out since those games. Coaches have been fired. People have tested positive for COVID. So there's a, a few things going on in the league. Never sleeps, does it? Um, got a few things coming up this week uh, for ourselves. Um, first of all, get us on our social media. Um, across the pond sports podcast on facebook and on instagram and on twitter at atp sports pod um, so you can connect with us there very interested to know what you think of our new theme music you're just about to hear uh, before we start the show so uh, do drop us a line on that one uh, this week i am going to be on the youtube channel Yes, I'm going live on YouTube. Um, don't know quite why I agreed to that. Uh, but I'm going to be on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network on the Falco Takeaway Show. Um, that's that's going to be quite interesting. Um, it's uh, 2 p.m. Eastern uh, till 4 p.m. Um, so you can get us on there. So it's about 7 p.m. in the UK. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, we also are going to be launching our Across the Pond NHL podcast. The new season's just around the corner. And we are going to have a dedicated podcast for the NHL, so Across the Pond NHL podcast. Um, today I did a, a Zoom call with Jackie Redmond, um, who is a host um, on NHL uh, Network. And it was great to spend some time with her, uh, get her insight into the NHL um, and what she does. Um, and hopefully um, we can have her on our new podcast uh, very soon. It'd uh, be great to have her. Uh, but it was a, a really good kind of Zoom call. She had a few people in there. Um, but she's a, a big name when it comes to the NHL. So um, we are being noticed. Uh, but for now, uh, we'll quickly move it along onto the show itself. So here's that intro music. So do tell us what you think um, in our comments um, and on socials.
Okay, so we've had week 17. It's come and gone really quickly um, because all the games were on Sunday, um, meaning that Scott Hansen had his hands full trying to keep up with all the action on Red Zone, uh, which was quite amusing for everyone watching at home, the amount of mistakes he made. Um, but we are going to try and not make any mistakes uh, today. Um, we're going to lead off before we hit the games, a couple of big stories, um, obviously from the weekend. Um, Katie, you have a huge one from Denver, don't you? I do. John Elway has stepped down as GM for the Denver Broncos. He is now just going to be the the VP of, of football operations. He did have a, a dual role, but you know, it's just it's like kind of like what we talked about, you know, with the whole Bill O'Brien thing. When you're a head coach and GM, or or like John Elway, GM and VP of football operations, that's a lot of work to do. I mean, like there, it's a reason that it's two jobs. For, for two separate people, typically. Um, and I think that it was just, you know, John Elway had a good run. I mean, he was, he was the GM for 10 years. And we did go to the Super Bowl twice. We won one Super Bowl. But obviously there's, I mean, it's something that we've talked about at, at length on the show, James. Like, he's not very good at picking a quarterback. And uh, that's a very important position to have. It, it, I think that he has made some really good draft positions. And he was essential in getting Peyton Manning here to Denver. He got Emmanuel Sanders here to Denver. Like he was able to build a pretty amazing team um, around Peyton Manning. But I think that it was really more of the Peyton Manning factor, uh, kind of similar to, to Tampa Bay with Tom Brady. A lot of superstars want to just play with that name because they, they know that they're one of the greatest. And so that was probably what was drawing more of those high ticket free agents uh, to to Denver before was was the draw of playing with Peyton Manning, not the draw of playing for the Denver Broncos and and playing and John Elway being an amazing GM. So it'll be interesting to see who the Broncos get to be the next GM. Um, some names that have floated around um, are Lewis Riddick, who's uh, the, the ESPN Monday Night Football Analyst and um, a lot of other uh, scouting coaches, uh, Adam Peters, the the 49ers executive vice president, um, you know the the Bills assistant director of college scouting. So there's a lot of names that are being thrown out there already, and apparently John Elway wants to get this position hired um, ASAP. Yeah, um, they don't want to hang around and get a long off season ahead and a lot of building to do. And obviously there is a draft coming up around April time. So I would imagine they want to, to get that filled pretty quickly. Um, there's also been some moves uh, in coaching as well. Um, the Jets, Chargers and Jaguars all firing their coaches. Adam Gaze was the first one to go. I uh, don't think we've seen that as a, a huge shock. Um, I don't even think he got to leave the stadium um, before they fired him. It is interesting, though, to see like what their reasoning was to keep him on for the, for the whole season. I mean, one, to even bring him back, but two, to, to keep him on for the whole season the way that they did. I mean, I, I'm just floored that he made it all 17 weeks. Yeah, I think... I think after about week 10 we stopped talking about it because I think we thought well he's untouchable because they just want to lose uh they they lost and then decided to win the last couple of games and uh at the weekend they didn't do so well um but yeah the one that got me a little was the Chargers I think that one for me 
I'd have liked to have seen him get another year at least. Um, he's got a franchise quarterback there um, who had started to win games. And obviously they did win at the weekend as well. So um, I know it wasn't the biggest game, but it was the Chiefs that they beat. So I was hoping that they would maybe stick around with them a little longer. The Jags was probably no surprise to, to anyone. They want a decent coach for their number one pick. Um, and they want to make sure that that number one pick, uh, Trevor Lawrence, wants to come to the Jags and you need to get a, a kind of good coach um, to be in the shop window uh, for that number one pick coming in. Um, the Browns are in trouble, um, or the coaching staff is. Um, they've all tested, well, not all of them, but most of them have tested positive for COVID um, and are now in isolation um, and will not be taking part in this week's game, um, which is on Sunday night. That's got to be a big blow for the Browns, who have done surprisingly well this year. Yeah, that's that's going to be a huge loss for them. I mean, it, you are, you know, it's not just one coach out there. There's the coordinators, but losing your head coach for the playoffs when your team finally makes them after, I mean, how long has it been since the Browns were in the playoffs? I mean, at least a decade. Yeah. yeah. 18 years. I mean, like that's insane. And um, losing, losing him uh, to, you know, one of the, the five positive COVID tests that the Browns had um, that's, that's big news. It's, it's going to be a big loss, but I think this is, this is going to be Baker Mayfield's chance to really step up and, um, and have a, a great game. Uh, I, you know, I'm kind of, I'm rooting for the Browns. I, you know, I, I it's been so long since they've been there. I feel so bad for for them and it's so nice that they've been able to still have a winning season and make the playoffs after losing Odell so I I hope that they're able to overcome losing their head coach uh for this week and are able to get that that win okay so yeah that that's a tough one now we're going to talk about that game in, in detail on the next show um and we will also have a special guest um, on the next show who will be talking all about the Steelers. They have an intimate knowledge of the Steelers, um, but we'll talk about that a bit later on. Uh, one other sports news um, story that came out, which made me laugh, is in Scotland at the moment, we are in lockdown. Um, COVID has run rampant yet again, and we're getting like 60,000 cases a day, 1,000 people dying every day. Um, we are not a big population in Scotland, um, not compared to, to the US. Uh, so that makes a bit of a dent in our population. However, Donald Trump has decided that he took it upon himself that he was going to invite himself to Scotland to play golf this weekend. Um, the First Minister of Scotland politely said um, that um, golf is not an essential um, activity to be taking part in during lockdown. So she has declined his offer to come over and play golf at his golf club. Um, that's just one, one sports story I thought I'd throw in there. <laughs> we'll move quickly on to the real news though um and, and the games that happened there was a lot of games and a lot to keep up with um a lot of playoff impact games um so we'll get straight on with the dolphins and the bills Ooh, this was billed as one of the games of the week um but fitzpatrick went out quite quickly with covid so wasn't available um and then to a might as well not have shown up at all. He was absolutely terrible. 
Yeah, and that was one of the things that we'd been talking about was how the Dolphins had been playing a kind of a two-quarterback system because Tua just really has not found his footing uh, in, as a starter yet. And I think that you know losing Ryan Fitzpatrick was, was huge uh, for them, especially in this game. I mean, it, they had to win in order to make it. And uh, this, was, this was Tua's chance to step up and and make it uh make it make his chance to be a starter in this in this league and you know he was given the chance to sink or swim and he sank he sank bad um and that he ended up with i think 300 and oh man like 306 yeah and a touchdown but i mean like so much of that was in garbage time it it it, it doesn't even look like it, he never had a chance and um that we obviously saw who the better quarterback was, Josh Allen. He's he's looking on fire. He's I'm so impressed with how the changes that he made in the offseason and the rapport that he has with Stefan Diggs. And apparently former Bronco Isaiah McKenzie, uh, yeah, he he couldn't even catch a, a punt when he played for the Broncos, but he had a uh, two two touchdowns and a punt return for the Bills. So the Bills showed that they were the dominant team and they came out and uh, just never even gave the Dolphins a chance. And we didn't see that Dolphins defense that we had been seeing all year. They completely disappeared when it mattered most. Yeah, it was a, a tough game for for Dolphins fans, I'm sure. Uh, but Buffalo fans over the moon, I mean, 56 points in week 17 and and a game that meant so much to both teams. Uh, the, the only thing I notice here, when you look at the stats and, and watching it, is you didn't see Buffalo run all that much. They're, they're, they only ran for 78 yards, but they threw for 388 yards, which um, huge amount. And, and the amount of touchdowns, Davis, Brown, McKenzie, who you mentioned, all getting touchdowns. Um, and Josh Allen just... You know, for me, he just looked so calm, composed, um, like, you know, he was there. He did throw an interception, but he just looked so cool, calm and collected. And I think his mindset, if that's what it's going to be through the playoffs, um, is going to be pretty awesome as well. Um, in terms of guess the win margins, we did that with John Murray last week. Um, John takes the first game uh, as he was the only one of us that took Buffalo. Um, so well done, John, for, for taking that one off me. Can't say I'm very amused by that. Um, the next one that we have is the Ravens and the Bengals. Now, this one was another big blowout. Thirty-eight to three for the Ravens. I mean, this one, the Ravens just walked right all over the Bengals. There's, there's no. I mean, let's be honest. Jackson didn't play. His throwing game wasn't that great. Um, his pass completion rate only threw for 113. But that 113 yards produced three touchdowns, which is still pretty good. The run game, though, Dobbins 160 yards, Jackson 97. I mean, those guys were just running rampant over the Bengals. Yeah, it, they they did, and I mean, I think that a good a good uh, indication of how the game went was I think in, in the first half uh, off of nine plays, the Bengals had a total of seven yards. I mean, ugh, it, I'm glad that the, that the Ravens came out and just destroyed the Bengals. I mean, that's what they needed to do. Uh, it's something that I think that a lot of these teams, I, I said a couple of weeks ago, these stronger teams, 
should be coming out and just destroying these weaker teams and they're, they're barely winning. Um, but the Ravens came out, they just destroyed the Bengals. And I hope that they're going to be able to take that momentum into the playoffs with them. Yeah, I really hope they can. Um, they, they should hopefully be able to build upon this. Um, although still, as I say, just over a hundred yards passing, but those were important yards uh, for three touchdowns. Um, now on this one, Katie, um, you and John win this one because you both said 17. So you're both uh, the closest. Um, so good job by you guys. Um, the next one is the Steelers-Browns game. Now this game was, I didn't think it was going to be quite this close. Um, and I, we all had the Browns and John takes it because he was the closest. Um, he said by three and it was a two-point game. But Cleveland just went out there and they, Nick Chubb just looked so good. Um, he really looked good. He was flying. He gets his touchdown. Uh, Rudolph for the Steelers, who, who was playing quarterback because Big Ben was wanting a week off. Um, he, he started off quite well, but as the game went on and, and you could feel that Cle- uh, Cleveland were putting more and more pressure on, he crumbled towards the end. That fourth quarter was not a good quarter for, for, for Rudolph. Um, and the run game still an issue for Pittsburgh. Yeah, that's something that they are need to focus in on uh, before next week when they play the Browns again. Um, th- I mean, they have become a complete one-dimensional team, the Steelers have, and that there is zero running game. I don't know what has happened to James Conner, but there is zero running game in Pittsburgh. I think that it was great seeing Mason Rudolph. He he surprised me, honestly. I didn't think that he was going to play as well as he did. And he came out there and, uh, I mean, he had that one big interception um, when he, you know, panicked under pressure. But I think that that was really the, the only thing that kind of lost the game for them. It's going to be interesting to see uh, the, how this, this week is because, you know, they, they did just play them um, and the Browns barely won. So, this is a this is something to keep an eye on, and I, I think that uh, this is going to be a, a really exciting game because these two teams don't like each other, anyways. But to play in back to back weeks, it should be exciting. Yeah, it's strange to have these two teams play back to back. The next two games we, we'll just kind of fly over, and there's no playoff ramifications in. Um, so the Vikings um, were victorious over the Lions, 37-35. This was actually quite a tasty game, to be fair. Um, and I take this game, so I finally get one. Woofed. Um, and the other game um, was the Patriots-Jets. Um, the Patriots pick up the win, 28-14. to I think that was a, a pride game for the Patriots and Cam Newton. He actually threw for a touchdown. Um, believe it or not. Um, John takes that game. So well done to John. He's he's racked up another one. Um, a game that at the beginning of the day when the game kicked off that did have uh, playoff ramifications was the Cowboys and the Giants. Mm-hmm. Oh dear. Ezekiel Elliott sort of showed up. Um, he certainly got a touchdown. <laughs> um, Dalton was below average. Um and the, the Giants just, it, it was a weird one. It wasn't a great game to watch. The Cowboys were winning. The Giants were winning. The Giants went out in the end. But it, it really wasn't a 
pretty game. It was 23 to 19 for the Giants. Um, in terms of guess the win margins, we'd all taken the Cowboys. Um, so no one no one picks up the win here either. And I, and I know this game ended up meaning nothing because of what happened in the Washington uh, Eagles game anyway. But still for a divisional game, this just wasn't very nice to watch. Well, I mean, Dalton was awful in the first half. I mean... This is unfortunate because they they looked the Cowboys looked so good the week prior and I mean we saw Andy Dalton coming out and and looking an MVP caliber quarterback you know all those Cowboys wide receivers were were making amazing routes and great catches and that all just crumbled uh, for the Cowboys this last week I'm curious if Mike McCarthy will uh, will be back I mean his team was playing undisciplined. Uh, there's lots of silly penalties. No one, I, I mean, we, we kind of always gave Jason Garrett a hard time, but this was a time when, uh, you know, Jerry Jones went out and got a, a coach with Mike McCarthy that supposedly, you know, was, was a legitimate coach. It wasn't just some guy that, that Jerry Jones liked uh, because he would let him, you know, walk all over him. I mean, Mike McCarthy has, has a name about him and, no one there in Dallas seems to really respect him and his coaching um, styles. So I, I was really rooting for your Cowboys. I thought we were going to see a much better game between them and the Giants, and it, it ended up being pretty sloppy. I think. Yeah, it wasn't nice to watch. Um, I'm quite glad it was on Red Zone. I didn't have to watch the whole thing. <laughs> it was pretty pretty dire. Um, as I say, no one picks up the win uh, on that one. However. Tampa Falcons, uh, 44 to 27 for the uh, Buccaneers. John picks up the win on this one. And Brady just, he, he seems to have found form um, at the end of the season where he needs he needs to really find it and find his guys. Brown, 138 yards receiving. Godwin, 133 yards receiving. That's that's like almost 400 yards receiving for, for Brady. That's That's substantial numbers. Yeah, and also uh, another Bucks receiver, Mike Evans, he broke Randy Moss's NFL record for consecutive 1,000 start, 1,000 yard receiving uh, seasons, and that was his seventh. So I mean, all those, you know, you think, oh well, how is Tom Brady going to find all these different weapons to to throw to? How is how honors could Mike Evans have a thousand receiving yards again with you know Godwin there and Antonio Brown and you know Leonard Fournette and I mean, Ronald Jones, I mean, the front, Rob Gronkowski, the list goes on, but he did. And so I think that is really exciting. Um, I'm also impressed that the, the Buccaneers defense did stop the running game with, with the exception of the 62 yard touchdown that Brian Hill had. They pretty much shut down the, the running game of the Falcons, um, despite being without their two best defenders with Shaq Barrett and Devin White. So I think that that's, um, that's encouraging for them. Team getting hot, and hopefully they uh, they'll stay hot through the through the playoffs because Antonio Brown looks like he's finally uh, finally clicking with Tom Brady again and, and up to speed. Yeah, um, Brown looked particularly good, as did Godwin, and I think just overall Tampa just bossed it. I don't think Atlanta had any chance in this game. I think they were, I think the Buccaneers have used this as a statement game. Look, we're coming to the playoffs and, and we're coming to win. And what we'll do is we'll take a, a real short break and then we'll be right back with the later games from Sunday. 
So by now, you'll have seen our website, atpsports.net. You're going to admit, it's pretty awesome. It was brought to you by the team at Data Squared. You can find them on the web, datasq2.co.uk. They're dedicated to bringing you the very best in website design, hosting, and security. Their aim is to provide you with the very best package you need to help you spread the word about your business. Data Squared will design and build a website for you, and they'll build it not just for desktop, but for all devices so you can be seen on the move. Data Squared will help you choose your domain, making sure it's relevant to you and your business, and they'll open up an online store for you. They have the tools um, so you can keep track of customers, their orders, stock, and much, much more. So why not expand your business online today with Data Squared? Visit datasq2.co.uk. Okay, so we're back. Now, we're going to take a, a look at the game that we did on Collide. So we had a, a good chat on Collide uh, with this game. Uh, there was a lot of uh, Packers and Bears fans in there. Um, so we had a, a laugh with that. We're going to do a Collide game this weekend. I haven't quite decided on which game. So um, we will probably have that for our next show. Um, Katie, Bears, Packers, it was billed as being a big game and we thought it would be a big game. And it really didn't disappoint, did it? I mean, I know that the Packers, you know, win by a, a hefty margin, but they played right up to the last seconds of the game. I mean, they scored 14 points in garbage time against a Bears team that have actually done not too badly the last couple of weeks. Yeah, and I think that, man, Aaron Rodgers, he, that they locked up that number one seed. And Aaron Rodgers, I, I think... That, Right now, he's my clear cut to, to win the MVP. He's playing, we've said it all year, like a man mad. And he's on fire. I, I'm sorry, Jordan Love, but I don't think you're going to be playing anytime soon. I mean, in the first half, Aaron Rodgers went 10 for 10 for 155 yards and three touchdowns. He also finished the season with 48 touchdown passes. And the, the only passers in, in NFL history to finish with 45 plus touchdown passes in, in multiple seasons are, are him, Aaron Rodgers, and Peyton Manning. Um, and the last few times that that has happened, the, the, those people have won the MVP award. So I think Aaron Rodgers is just playing lights out. I, I thought that the Bears were going to come out and play a little bit stronger. One, because it's a big division rivalry. But two, they had so much to play for, for the, for the playoffs. And I, I think that... They're still, they're, I think that they, I think they'll probably, I don't know, we'll talk about this on our next show, but I think that they're probably still going to do okay in the playoffs. But I was, I was expecting this game to be a lot closer. Um, but Aaron Rodgers, man, in the first half, he put a stop to that. Yeah, Rodgers was just not taking any prisoners at all. Um, the, the Packers were out there from the get go and, and not given an inch um, to, to the Bears. They'd obviously scouted the Bears really well um, because they just had an answer for everything the Bears threw at them, both on offense and defense. So, um, big win for the Packers. Big win for, uh, oh, let's see who won this one. I think it was it was me. Oh, there we go. I pick up a win. Um, I guess win margins. So, um, the next game, um, no playoff ramifications involved at all. So, we'll move it quickly along, especially because I don't want to make Katie cry. I take the win in the Vegas Broncos game. Um, it was 32 to 31 for Vegas. There wasn't a whole lot, whole lot to write about in this game. 
other than that Drew Locke thought he'd won the game um, only to have that ripped away from him by uh, the Raiders. So uh, we'll move it along quickly um, as not to upset Katie too much. Um, and we will take it across to uh, the Jaguars-Colts game. Now, this game, not a lot of um, playoff implications, but it was still a game that the Colts had to win. Um, and they had to make sure they did it comfortably. You know, you want to go into the playoffs with momentum um, and against a, a team that wants to lose, um, that's probably not too difficult. Um, Rivers actually said before this game that if they didn't make the playoffs, he would consider retiring. Um, I don't know if that was a kind of double bluff kind of thing. Uh, but I don't know if you noticed that TV networks were suddenly swooning around him saying, oh, we'd like you to be uh, the next Tony Romo. Um, so it got him job offers if nothing else uh, but Rivers did did okay it, it wasn't a standout game it was a running game that really did it for them uh, Taylor ran 30 times for 253 yards and two touchdowns that is a massive amount of yards to be running his legs must be knackered on Monday yeah I think that that's man what a great what a great finish to the season well the regular season for for the rookie running back Jonathan Taylor I mean, and, and it was against the Jaguars. I, the last time the Jaguars won was in week one against the Colts. So at least the Colts got their revenge game. But I, I think that if the Colts would have lost this game, that would have been the, sh- the shocker of of the week, um, maybe of the season, <laughs> to lose to the Jags again. But I, I, I'm glad to see that the, the Colts were able to, to make it into the playoffs. And Philip Rivers, I mean, he's been around for a while. And... He's never really had a team built around him, kind of like this Colts defense, I don't think. So I'd like to see the Colts go far. I don't think that they're going to be able to beat the the Chiefs, but I'm glad that the Colts were able to have such a, a great win over a weaker Jaguars team. Yeah, and it was a, a good kind of statement win as well for them. Um, you pick up the win um, with this one, Katie. Um, you got this one spot on. Um, another one that we pretty much all got spot on was that the Chargers would come out and beat the the Chiefs. I don't think there was any kind of great shock to this game. Justin Herbert, however, just continues to do well. Um, 302 yards for three touchdowns. His pass completion rate was pretty good. He was was sacked three times for 21 yards. But overall, I think he had, he continues to shine and and show why he's probably going to win rookie of the year. Um, on the offensive end. Um, I pick up the win on this one, as do the Chargers. Do the Chiefs have to worry about losing this game? No. No, I don't think so. I think that, you know, granted, the, the Chargers won, but they were playing against all the second stringers that the Chiefs have, and Patrick Mahomes is human cheat code. It just gave him an extra week, well, now two weeks, to prepare, uh, rest his body, and uh, let the rest of those guys rest, and just uh, come out strong for for their round two of the playoffs. I do think that there are major props to go to Justin Herbert for an outstanding rookie season. He did beat the Chiefs. Granted, it was against mostly backups, but he did it without Keenan Allen, and he did it without Hunter Henry, and mostly without Austin Eckler because he he left at halftime. And the guy still went out there and won. I, I think that the Chiefs have found something special with Justin Herbert, and I just hope that they're able to, to bring in a good coach to, I mean, 
I'm a Broncos fan, so maybe not too good of a coach, but bring in another good coach that can help him kind of thrive and continue to grow because what he, what Justin Herbert was able to do as in his rookie season is, is really remarkable. And I mean, he has my rookie of the year vote. Yeah, he has mine too. And I think he really stands out as someone who kind of came out of nowhere. Um, he wasn't expected to play um, and he's really taken the opportunity that he's been given and it's been great to see. Um, really, really happy to see him. However, Kyler Murray of the Cardinals um, was injured taking on the Rams. Um, the Rams win 18-7. to um, Katie, you take this game. Um, but this has got a worry for Arizona because we've, we've noted a couple of times over the last couple of weeks that he isn't as mobile as he was um, and then he goes down in this game and the Rams aren't even playing their starting quarterback so there's and they only you know they only ran for 30 yards uh, sorry 110 yards uh, 30 carries I mean that's not a huge amount but even the Cardinals even when Murray goes there's no running and there's no passing game mm-hmm I mean, and he did try coming back. I think that, you know, that it was gutsy for, for Kyler Murray to come try and come back, even though he was injured um, and, you know, he, he missed the first, you know, offensive possession or whatever, but he didn't have his, his mobility. And that's, I mean, that, that's his, that's his trademark. I mean, that's what he's known for. He is that little scat back, you know, back there where he'll, he can tuck it and all of a sudden he's gone. And I, with him having that ankle injury, then he's just another short quarterback trying to make passes. I'm surprised that without uh, having him, uh, that they were, that they ended up uh, even, I'm sorry, with the Rams without having Jared Goff, that they even made this game, uh, you know, won, won so handedly over, over Kyler Murray. Yeah, it was a weird one. I'm... Goff wasn't one that I've seen missing a game. I, I think he needs reps. Um, and I think he needs a lot of reps because I think he's so inconsistent. So I I don't think giving him a week off does him any favours whatsoever. Um, I think you want him to be getting as many reps in as he possibly can. Russell Wilson was out there for Seattle. Um, now they won 26 to 23 against the 49ers. This was a, a really ground out game uh, and it took the till the fourth quarter for the the Seahawks to win it um but Russell Wilson I mean he just continues to grind out wins he's done it all season long and and he does it here again only through for 181 yards two touchdowns um not not a great amount of yardage and they only ran for 121 yards as well so um whereas the 49ers better just he quite impressed me again. I mean, last week he he, he was pretty good, um, and then this week again, um, he just seems to turn up. And you know, he threw for uh, two hundred and seventy three yards, um, one touchdown. His QBR rating isn't setting the world on fire, but you know, he he looks like a, a steady backup. Um, you do have to wonder, uh, Jimmy G, is he going to come back? Um, I don't think he does. I think he goes out to New England, but. Um, I think the 49ers probably need to look for someone new to start. There's probably a few candidates out there now, um, but we'll have to wait and see. But for this game, the, the Seahawks left it late. And they, they, like I said before, they've done that a couple of times this season. And Russell Wilson moves on to another postseason. 
Yeah, I think that, uh, man, where, what's happened to, to Russell Wilson? I mean, well, one thing that's happened is he has zero pass protection, but he's, this is going to be a rough round one of the playoffs for him. Um, you know, he's, he, there's zero pass protection for him. And I think that that's what's really been the biggest uh, hindrance for the Seahawks. It used to be their, the first half of the season, their defense wasn't playing great, but their offense was. And now there's their pass protection has completely disappeared. So the fact that they only beat the 49ers by, you know, three is, is saying a lot. I'm, I'm concerned about the Seahawks going into the playoffs. Yeah, they're not, not looking great. Um, just before we hit our last game and talk slightly a wee bit about um, next week, uh, we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back. Okay, we're back, and we're back with the Saints at the Panthers. Uh, Saints walk all over the Panthers, 33-7. to um, Katie, this wasn't a great game to watch, unless you were a Saints fan, was it? Yeah, and uh, I guess I forgot all about Ty Montgomery, honestly. I mean, yeah, he, he worked mostly on special teams and, and as a receiver for the Saints, but I was really concerned for the Saints when they said that they were going to be without their entire running back group but I've got Ty Montgomery's on that team and he he had a day 105 yards on 18 carries I mean I that that was fantastic and uh I you know losing Kamara who who tested positive um and Latavius Murray I mean that they lost their their entire running back group I thought that I was like "Uh oh should we be concerned but man I guess not They, they came out and they just they ran right right on over them it was I was surprised by this game. I thought that it was going to be a little bit closer, um, especially when I saw that they weren't going to have a running game. But Drew Brees and uh, Ty Montgomery, they put a stop to that. Uh, they sure did. Um, and it was a great win for them. Takes them nicely into the postseason. Um, the penultimate game that we have uh, for you um, on those games is the Titans at the Texans. Now, this was a game where, um, yet again, J.J. Watt, loses his cool somewhat, um, has a bit of a dig at Deshaun Watson, um, then apologises, <laughs> says he was all wrong. This was a close game, 41-38 to the Titans. Um, it was a close game, but it was a game won by the other team making mistakes, and the Texans just made too many. Ryan Sandhill was awesome, but Derek Henry yet again shows up, and a second player this week in two over. 200 yards um, rushing, uh, Derek Henry, 250 yards for two touchdowns. That is, that's again, immense amount of rushing to be doing. Yeah, and he is the first running back uh, since Adrian Peterson in 2012 to to eclipse the 2,000-yard mark in a season, um, joining former Titans running back Chris Johnson, who, who also accomplished that feat back in 2009. So that was awesome. I, it's great seeing that kind of that, that – big, strong lead back that Derrick Henry has become. Um, I'm, I'm really impressed with him. And I think that there's another guy that we could talk about being a potential MVP caliber candidate. Yeah, if, you're, if you don't, if you take position out of it, I think he's definitely um, a candidate. When you add position in, probably Rogers just, just edges him out. Um, the last game then, um, you took that game, by the way, Katie. So good job by you. Another win. 
Oh dear, um, I'm not doing too well this week. Uh, but the last game was uh, crap. I, I didn't really care about this game after the, the Cowboys lost um, to the Giants anyway. Um, but the Washington football team um, somehow beat the Eagles. Um, it's Hurts just been a flash in the pan because the last two weeks he's looked really bad. Yeah, I mean, what's what's going on? And this is the guy that I picked up for my my fantasy league to to help me, you know, potentially get get third place. I'm shocked that at what happened, and it was interesting to see too all of the uh, Giants players <laughs> tweeting during the game saying uh, when when Hertz was benched, like, "Oh, come on, man!" You know, <laughs> because they really weren't out of it by that much. I, there was that questionable. Uh, fourth down fourth and goal that they did they were within field goal range to tie it and uh, they just they just elected to go for it instead and that they, they were not successful and unfortunately uh, from that point on it it seemed like uh, the Eagles and Doug Peterson had just given up on the game and decided to just test to see how the rest of their team would do um, I never thought that they were really out of it I, I would have liked to see the Eagles try to play uh you know, a little bit more of a full game so that they could play the upset role a little bit more. But uh, yeah, it, the Washington footballers, who would have thought they're going to the playoffs? Yeah, it's a cold day in hell. It must be. Um, the Cowboys don't make it. The Giants don't make it. But and not even the Eagles. And the Eagles obviously won a Super Bowl a few years back. So um, it's a strange one to have the Washington football team who can't settle on a quarterback um, playing Alex Smith um, who's just had the He was their third stringer, injuries. remember? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean like it started with Dwayne Haskins then moved on to Kyle Allen who then suffered an injury and then on to Alex Smith then they went back to Haskins and now he's not even on, in the league. You know, it, what a crazy year they've had and they're still in the playoffs. So I guess what does that say for our teams? James, you know, Broncos and, and Cowboys, they, they still can't even make it to the playoffs despite that kind of dumpster fire in Washington. Yeah. Um, looking forward to next season, though. Um, anyway, we will be back um, in a couple of days with um, a new show. For, we'll preview the wild card round of the NFL. We've got a very special guest. Uh, we will announce that on social media a little bit later on today or tomorrow. Uh, but she's a good one uh, because she, as I said before, um, is close and intimate with the Pittsburgh Steelers. So it'd be good to have her on, um, get her take on Pittsburgh and the Browns game. Uh, Katie, do you have anything to plug this week? Catch up with me on social media, on Instagram. I am at next.step.social. And if you guys are on Clubhouse, connect with me on Clubhouse. Uh, I've been going in a lot of fun podcast rooms and sports rooms. So uh, I'm at Katie Brinkley on Clubhouse. So if you're on the Clubhouse app, let's connect. Awesome. Thanks so much, Katie. Huge thank you to Katie for coming on and giving us our insights into the world of the NFL again. Um, it's been a really fast season, I'm sure you'll agree. Uh, we've got a, another show coming up this week, um, looking ahead to the wildcard weekend, which is this weekend. Um, and from there, um, the weekend, we have uh, Ryan will be back uh, for an NBA show on Sunday. Um, and I'm going to be on uh, the Falco Takeaway, uh, which is on the Worldwide Radio 
sorry, Worldwide Sports Radio Network on YouTube. Um, so yes, I'm going to be live on YouTube on Friday. That I am a little <laughs> nervous about because um, it's like an hour and a half. I'm going to be on live YouTube, which will be fun and scary at the same time. It's one thing doing a podcast where you can edit stuff. Um, it's a totally different thing being live. Um, so, yeah, going to have fun with that. Um, we're also, as I said before, going to launch our NHL podcast um, very soon. And we've got the hosts all picked out for that. Um, so we'll get some news on that out as well very soon. Um, apart from that, guys, have a great rest of your week. And we will talk very, very soon. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.